This is a really good question that uh, touches on the importance of anticipating a right-of-the-road application in the future. Understanding that you can put in place the vestiges of um, a, a life in Hong Kong where even though you have been spending a great deal of time outside of Hong Kong in pursuit of that life, the immigration department can buy into the idea that you have been continuously known as a resident throughout the whole of the seven years for the purposes of securing a um, right of abode approval in due course. So uh, in this instance, um, the questioner has asked um, about what he can do to protect the possibility of the refusal of the right of abode subsequently because he's about to join uh, a new employer who expects that he's going to be spending a lot of time out Kong in, outside of Hong Kong in pursuit of that work. Um, he also says that he's um, had a conversation with the immigration department to try to find out the answers and uh, he's run into a brick wall uh, with them. And that is always the case because the immigration department's job is to sort of inform and decide and not really to advise on what you should be doing. Um, and in respect of getting the immigration department to commit to say to anything, um, uh, you really do have to be having an application system. And um, without an application, they're just going to send you off elsewhere, and you're probably not going to be able to find the exact information that you're looking for. But uh, anyway, you've come to the visa giza, so you've uh, uh, you're in the right place. Um, so, so, so basically where we are now is that you've got five and a half years of continuous residence um, and you've got immigration status that kind of takes you uh, close, if not all the way to uh, the complete seven years that you need for the purposes of your right of abroad application and that you're going to change your sponsorship to uh, take up a new employer um, which is going to make for anticipated uh, lengthy traveling overseas. So um, the, key, the key thing to appreciate is that the test for probability is continuous annoying residence um, where any absences outside of Hong Kong have been of a merely temporary nature as evidenced by what you leave behind to return back to at the end of your time overseas. So in actual fact, as long as you've got all that you need in place to say that Hong Kong is your only place of permanent residence and you've got a really good reason and excuse as to why you're spending so much time outside of Hong Kong, in this instance specifically, because you're going to be working for your employer in pursuit of their interests overseas and it's part and parcel of your employment responsibilities to spend that protected amount of time outside of Hong Kong, then in reality those um, lengthy periods of time will not break your continuity of residence for the purposes of a right of road application. And there's no hard and fast number of days, um, either how much time you spend inside Hong Kong or for that matter outside of Hong Kong. Um, it all really depends on things such as, have you got contact with employment that's sending you overseas? Um, has your employer got a good reason for you to be overseas on that kind of basis? And is everything documented in advance of you taking up that employment that sets out the reality of this time needing uh, for you to be spending abroad? Um, have you got also a home um, that you can call your own that you return back to either on a rented or a... Uh, um, on a purchase basis. Um, it, from your question, it's not clear if you're married or not, but other things are, are you, do your family remain in Hong Kong? Are your children uh, staying in school here? So effectively, um, it's perfectly okay to spend extended periods of time outside of Hong Kong. And in fact, the uh, application form um, for the right of abode 
um, actually puts you to question as to um, any absences out Hong, outside of Hong Kong that are more than six months. Um, if they're any less than six months, um, you don't even have to be concerned with them for the purposes of the application. But for more than six months, then you explain the reasons accordingly and uh, submit supporting information that suggests even though these um, times were uh, lengthy outside of Hong Kong, at the time that you departed, it was your intention to depart in a more temporary nature, uh, or the basis, I should say. And looking back, you can see that you kept in place all the vestiges of your life so that uh, your application subsequently will, not be, um, will not, not be defeated. So this is a really good example of strategic planning in advance of a set of situations, in advance of a set of circumstances that will serve you in good stead um, in another 18 months when you uh, hit the seven-year mark. So uh, in light of all of that, I wouldn't anticipate you'd have too many difficulties in securing your line of abroad. So uh, go for it. Now, in respect of your, the second part of your application, um, excuse me, the second part of your question, um, effectively what you're asking is, um, can you make an application to change your sponsorship uh, we, whilst you're still in the employee of your current employer? And the short answer is yes, you can. Um, effectively what you do is to uh, file your application to take up a new employment, um, indicate to the Immigration Department what your anticipated start date for the new employment will be. During the currency of your application, the Immigration Department will come back and ask you for a copy of your letter of resignation or some other confirmation of uh, when your um, existing employment will end so that they can have, that is the Immigration Department can have a, a demarcation between your old employment and your new employment. Um, and uh, if it's just a matter of timing, anticipating that you're going to start, for example, on the, uh, on the 30th of the month and uh, you need to hand, to hand your notice in uh, on 30 days um, advance notice to your current employee, you can give your notice in on the 1st of the month and then you can give uh, a copy of that uh, notice uh, to the Immigration Department in pursuit of your um, change of sponsorship application subsequently. And uh, once your application has been approved, uh, you can then move directly into your new employer uh, without um, looking back at your past employment. So, um, insofar as the uh, situation goes with your new employment visa application being refused, and you find yourself having resigned from your existing employment, the question is asked as to uh, where that leaves you in respect of your April 2013 date endorsing your passport. Well, um, the reality is that you get two privileges associated with a residence visa for Hong Kong and employment visa specifically. You get the privilege to work for the employer that uh, is sponsoring your application on the terms and conditions that uh, uh, led to your approval in the first place. But you also get the privilege to reside, which flows naturally from your privilege to work. Um, and uh, the privilege to reside, even though you're privileged to, um, to work, terminates at the point of you ceasing uh, to work for your, uh, your sponsoring employer. The privilege to reside continues and it typically continues until the very last day of your period of stay, which would for you be uh, April 2013. And uh, permitted activity under your continuing uh, privileges to reside include the ability to go around and uh, look for and interview for 
uh, alternate employment. So the reality is that uh, if your change of sponsorship application in these circumstances isn't approved, then um, uh, it will not be fatal to your residence in Hong Kong. You can go off and uh, try and source an alternate employment and then make a change of sponsorship application with respect to that new employment. And of course, uh, whilst all this is going on, any time spent between employers will not break your continuity uh, of residence for the purposes of a, uh, of a Hong Kong um, permanent residency application. Um, and then uh, finally, I think it's the uh, fair to say that if you the two jobs that uh, you're coming from and going to, if you will, um, are very similar in nature, um, pay the same or more the second job, um, and draws down on effectively the, the skills that you've been using in your prior employment. It's extremely unlikely after five, after five and a half years of residence in Hong Kong that the Immigration Department would say no to that application, unless the company that's uh, intending to sponsor you is a, is a, a company that's less than two years old um, uh, and or has a, a very poor profile from uh, uh, an employment visa sponsorship perspective. And a poor profile can mean that uh, it's had run-ins with the Immigration Department in the past where Immigration department don't believe that they're a good corporate citizen for one reason or another, or um, uh, the immigration departments are, are not satisfied with the essential merits of the organisation as a sponsor because perhaps it's poorly capitalised, perhaps you're the first employee, um, perhaps there isn't a particularly compelling story for you being employed in the first place, or anything else that could be said to be, for example, a contrived employment that is. The um, uh, employment offer has been extended to you uh, on the strength of uh, you needing a, a new employer for the purposes of, of, of immigration permissions. And the immigration department had brought into the idea that this is actually a genuine uh, job offer. Um, but uh, unless you've got those negative uh, situations in your circumstances, for the life of me, I can't imagine that the immigration department would say no to your change of sponsorship application. So there you are, a very long question, um, lots, of, lots of information covered, um, and uh, a long answer accordingly.